This is the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to reduce public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stannard. this week's Fearless Presentations podcast. The title of this session is, if you start with a good title, then the presentation will practically write itself. And that's really what you're going to find, I think, with the, we're going to have about 25 or 30 minutes of content on how to really start by writing a dang good title. And then everything else just kind of falls in place. You should, you should see that. We're also going to, we also have a really neat tech find. Um, I think this is one of the most beneficial apps that I've ever come across on the iPhone anyway. So it's one of those things that I use over and over and over again, and it's really kind of helped me out in a lot of different situations. So let's get started with this week's Tech Find. Tech Find. High-tech gadgets to make your presentations better. So we have two Tech Finds for you this week. Uh, both of them are the same type of product. They are remote controls for for PowerPoint presentations or for presentations in general. Uh, the first is a is an app on the iPhone. It's called PPT as a you know as, as an abbreviation for PowerPoint PPT Remote Pro. Uh, there's another one that's kind of a competitor. It's called iPresenter. Now I've used both of these. Uh, I love them both. The first one, the PPT Remote Pro, is the one that I use most often because most of the time when I'm doing presentations, I'm I'm using a PowerPoint slideshow as my as my visual aid. And um, where this is very handy, I don't know if you've ever done this, but this hap- this happened to me more times than what I could count. Is where I would uh, I'll, I'll take my my uh, my clicker, you know, my my remote control for my projector, and stick it into my overnight bag at where I have my my uh, laptop and and business cards and all that kind of stuff. And somewhere along the way, um, while I'm traveling, the button gets pushed and the battery ends up going down. Um, and I've tried everything to kind of keep that from happening. In fact, I, and a lot of times what I'll do is I'll actually take the battery out and put it upside down. And still, for some reason, those things, just the, those little AAA batteries that, that, um, that are used for these tend to go, go down a lot. So eventually I got to the point where it, it was, I would show up to teach a presentation and I wouldn't have my clicker anyway. So I just got used to giving a presentation without my clicker as so I would just kind of keep my, uh, my laptop somewhere really close so that I can hit the arrow button. Well, this kind of takes all that away because now as long as you have an iPhone and your iPhone is connected to the same internet connection as what your, your uh, computer is, your laptop is, it, uh, you can actually use your iPhone as your, as your clicker. Um, the, the reason I, I use both of these is because the, the PPT remote is the one, it's the one that's most dependable. I've had, it's worked every single time I've, I've tried to use it. Um, the only kind of difficulty with both of these is that I, I think I mentioned this a few seconds ago that is that you have to be on the same, uh, internet access. So like, for instance, let's say, um, I'm at, uh, I'm, if I'm doing this from my office, then both my laptop and my iPhone have to be connected to the office Wi-Fi at the same time, and, when it, and they can talk to each other that way. So if my iPhone is actually on the LTE, and my and my laptop is on is on the Wi-Fi, it won't work. So you got to make sure that both of them are on the on the 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 same Wi-Fi, and as long as they're connected, it it works pretty well. 
But the uh, the the problem came though is that I, I recently I've started to use Prezi a lot more just because I love it. I love Prezi. It's it's just so it's an awesome um, way to to use visual aids for your presentation. And for some reason the PPT remote doesn't work with with Prezi. And so I downloaded the iPresenter. Now each one of these costs a couple bucks. I don't know three four bucks something like that in the iPad store or in the uh, Apple store. But um, they're both uh, really good buys. So hopefully you'll get some good value out of these and be able to use them very effectively when you deliver your presentations. Tech 5. High-tech gadgets to make your presentations better. So, Doug, what's today's hot topic? So today's hot topic is that if you start with a really good speech title or a speech topic, the, the presentation actually pretty much writes itself. And let me do a quick little review of what we covered what we covered on the the previous podcast so that was kind of a theoretical kind of podcast where we we talked about the different types of presentations that somebody might be likely to give and we talked about the different extremes from being an inter, a presentation for entertainment all the way up to being more of a lecture and and there are you know 20 or 30 different types of presentations in between those two extremes now what determines the content of each one of those extremes is, or each one of those types of presentations anyway, is the number of bullet points that we put into the presentation and the number of examples and stories and what we call impact ideas to reinforce each one of the, the bullet points. So, for instance, if you're on the entertainment type side or the emotional type side, you're going to put in more examples, stories, impact ideas, and fewer bullet points. If you're on the lecture type side, you're going to put in more bullet points and fewer of the impact ideas. Um, what we teach in the in our fearless presentations classes is kind of how to be in the middle so that you have a nice little balance of good content, but it's also interesting. It's also entertaining. And so that's um, so when we years ago, we created an online um, a, a we call it the online speech creator. And it's a really neat way to 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 go step by step through the presentation design process. And so a lot of what we're going to be covering in the next couple of podcasts are going to be really how to use that that online speech creator more effectively, because it is a, it's a very quick, easy way to design a presentation. By the way, you can find this online at fearlesspresentations.com. It's slash online dash speech dash creator. But you can if you just go onto the Fearless Presentation website and type in speech creator into the search engine, it'll it'll pull it up for you pretty quickly. That'll be the first the first thing that that really pops up. Um, we, we put this up. I put this up probably about a decade or so ago. I put that up on the on the website and I put it up as a way to kind of help people who had already been through the Fearless Presentations public speaking class help them, give them a, a way to kind of come back after the class is over and be able to design presentations quickly using the structure from the from the class. So it never really was designed to to kind of help the general public, although it's the most it is the most searched for content on our website. It's the thing that that folks find on Google more often than anything else. And so we get we get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people every single day coming onto the to the website starting at that particular page. And one of the things that I've noticed over the years, kind of looking at the the way that people kind of use that, is I would say 90% or more of the people who come onto that webpage actually never end up filling in all the blanks. It's it's actually a really simple kind of process. I and mean, all you have to do is just kind of fill in nine blanks and it'll give you a nice little outline for your presentation. But very few people actually go through it. And I think it's because without the without the um the the class being there to kind of teach somebody how to do it. It's not as easy. And so we want to use these podcasts as a way to kind of help people. So we'll actually put a, a session of the podcast up at the top of the speech creator 
so that when people kind of come onto that page, it gives them some direction or some instructions and that kind of thing. So this will be kind of step one in, in designing that presentation. Um, but I'll give you some theory about how presentations kind of work. Um, I kind of mentioned on the last podcast that the more bullet points that you give in your presentation, the easier it's going to be for you as the presenter to be confused. And it's also going to be even easier for the people in the audience to become confused. So it's a whole lot better to cover a presentation with just a few bullet points, maybe five or fewer bullet points, and cover those bullet points really, really well than to give, you know, 100 bullet points and cover them in a very cursory fashion. So a lot of times folks think that the more bullets that we have, the more content that we have, the more the more data that we have, the better we're going to be at presenting. And it lets the audience know that I really know something about this topic. But in reality, that's not the purpose of the presentation. The purpose of the presentation isn't to prove that we're good speakers or that we are knowledgeable about the topic. It's to help the audience get that information in a way that they can actually apply it in the real world, right? So basically, if we design our presentations well, we make it much easier for the audience to, to be able to do that. So on the speech creator, one of the things that, that we, we kind of limit the speech creator to basically three bullet points. Now, if you happen to be giving a different type of presentation, some of them that we talked about on the, the previous podcast. So like, for instance, let's say you're giving more of a lecture. Let's say you're I'll give you a good common example. One, let's say somebody is in high school and they are, they are on the Speech Creator website in order to try to design a presentation for a class. So they're, they're, they have a presentation that they have to give to their teacher and to their peers. Well, well that's not going to necessarily be right in the middle in that three bullet point. It might be a four bullet point or a five bullet point kind of presentation. But you can still use the Speech Creator to help you design it. All you have to really do is when you get to the, the third bullet point, you know, just basically do the same thing for a fourth bullet point and for a fifth bullet point. If you happen to be giving a, let's say you're designing more of a motivational kind of topic. So let's say you're designing something for your for your team where you're trying to get them inspired. You have some kind of new policy and you're trying to kind of inspire them. Well, you might shorten down instead of having three bullet points, have it, you know, trim that down to either one or two bullet points, but then put more of the impact ideas that are that are listed there. So you can actually alter this in, in different ways. The Speech Creator web page won't let you do that, but you can actually do that on your own just by, by um, you know, with a, with a pen and paper. It makes it really easy. So, so um, but the reason why the, um, the Speech Creator website is set up the way that it is is because it's the thing that will help people, the most people, in the easiest way. So three bullet points, three stories, three impact ideas makes it really, really easy. So Let's start with the with the hardest part, and this is really the thing that that kind of throws people off a little bit is creating that really good title for your presentation. And I'll give you some examples. In fact, I wrote the when I wrote the book uh, Mastering Presentations a few years back, the publisher really wanted me to help people in the business world be able to design presentations more effectively. And uh, and I spent a whole chapter on just designing the title more effectively. And the reason why is because it's one of those things that are kind of challenging. And the example I, I use in the book is. Um, is like a financial presentation. So a lot of times, let's say somebody's going to be doing a quarterly financial report. Well, nine times out of 10, if somebody's going to be giving a quarterly financial report for their company, they just title the quarterly financial report, quarterly financial report, which tells us nothing about what happened in the last quarter, right? It tells us nothing about what the presentation is going to be on. It tells us nothing about what the what we're going to be able to gain as as members of the audience from this content. And um, and uh, and that's kind of the big mistake that a lot of people make is they put in generic titles. Uh, another another big mistake that they'll make is, is um, putting a question as a title. Now, 
this can be used effectively. So I don't want to take, I don't, I don't want to send it totally away from this because like, for instance, if I wanted to, to um, tell people how to design a speech quickly, I could actually title my presentation, how to design a speech quickly. And, and it'll probably work pretty fine. Uh, it'll, it'll work. It'll work fine. It'll work well. The, um, the challenge with that though, is that the more likely you are, uh, when you put a question as the title, especially if you start putting questions in as your bullets, as your, as your content, it makes it to where instead of telling the audience something, you're asking them something. So the, the audience isn't, you aren't, you aren't imparting information to them. It's, it's going to be make it more difficult for them to remember what it was that you're, that you covered in your presentation. Because what they're going to remember is they're going to be remember the questions. They're probably not going to remember the answer, right? So, so keep that in mind as you're designing these, these presentations. Um, so, so get away from kind of the gen- generic title or the generic topic and make it a little bit more specific. If you have a specific audience in mind for the presentation, it makes it a whole lot easier to design a very effective title or a very effective topic for the for the presentation because the the big question that you have to ask yourself is okay if i'm setting if i'm one of these people that are sitting in the audience i'm sitting there for 10 15 20 minutes or 30 minutes or an hour and what would be the benefit to me of listening to this uh, an example of this is if we go back to the to the um uh, the uh, topic of you know quarterly financial report the if we if let's say for instance that we're delivering that presentation to the the C level people in an organization so the CEO the COO the CFO or CFO is probably the one giving the presentation but the CIO all of those high level executives well the thing what are they most interested in in the financials you know what is it that they're mo- that, that's going to mean the most to them and their specific roles and most of the time that's going to be kind of the bottom line stuff the the profit and loss and and those kind of things so. If, if I know I'm delivering the presentation to that particular group, I'm going to say, okay, what happened in the last quarter of our financials that is going to be most important to these, these folks? It's going to give them the most bang for their buck. And it might, and so let's say profit was up 3%, but that, that might actually be my title. So profit was up 3% last quarter. Makes it a whole lot easier now to, to design the presentation because now I kind of mentioned in the in the topic or the title of this presentation that if you come up with a good title, the presentation kind of writes itself. So if I'm talking about how profit went up 3% last quarter, now all I have to do is that if I come up with the three bullet points or four bullet points or five bullet points, however many that I have, it, I all I have to do is say, okay, what were the things that happened last quarter that caused profit to increase by that 3%? What were some of the specific things that happened? And then my bullet points are that. Whereas if if I if I have the the topic as quarterly financial report, now all of a sudden it's much more difficult to come up with that content. It's much more difficult to figure out what the bullet points are that I need to cover. The reason why is because because um, it, I mean in the last quarter a lot of different things happened. You know we had cost control measures and we had we had increases in revenue and decreases in revenue. We had advertising expenses and all that kind of stuff. So I could cover a ton of different pieces of content, but when I focus the title more on the things that the audience is really specifically interested in, it helps me narrow down the, the content more effectively. And I think um, one of the things that, that um, is, is kind of challenging, I think that one of the reasons why we have so few people actually finish the, the speech creator is that they don't really understand that particular concept. Because if they, if they just kind of put a generic title down and they're saying, okay, now I've got to limit myself to those three points, good God, what the heck do I cover? And that's kind of where people stall, right? So it's it's really really important in that early in the early stage of the of the presentation design 
to come up with a really, really good topic, a really specific topic. Now, I, I give you an example of the one that I use in the in the public speaking class that we teach. Um, I use it. One of the things that I do is I give a talk like this. We call it a three point talk or a talk to inform, and I, I give a a, a talk to inform on how to do one. So basically, I use the, the technique to actually teach the technique. And if I'm going to, let's say, for instance, I'm going to put a title up. If I put the title up for that presentation as the talk to inform or the three-point talk or something like that, it doesn't really tell the audience anything. There's no benefit to them to listen to that. So I had to go back and say, okay, so if I'm a person in the audience, let's say I'm a person in a public speaking class, and I'm listening to a presentation called the Talk to Inform or a presentation called the Three-Point Talk. What's the benefit to me of understanding this concept? What is it that I get from this, right? Well, the easiest takeaway that people get or the best takeaway that people get from understanding this concept is that it helps them design presentations much more quickly. So all I did was just change the topic from the Talk to Inform to how to design a speech in 15 minutes or less. And when I did that, now all of a sudden, the content changes pretty dramatically. By starting with that specific topic, now I'm saying, now, now all of a sudden my focus is, how, what are some of the pieces, what are, what are some of the, the nuggets of information that the audience can get in my presentation that will help them design their presentations more quickly? And then my bullet points kind of write themselves. So this is one of the, the really most important things that you, that you want to do when you're designing your presentation is really come up with a very focused topic. What's the benefit that the audience will receive? The easiest way to do this, by the way, is to take whatever, when you just when you're brainstorming and say, okay, what's my topic? And you, you, most likely when you write down your topic the first time and you write down your title the first time, it's going to be very generic. And all you have to do is just kind of read that, type, that topic that you have written down or that title that you have written down and say something like, Okay, why would I want to listen to this? If I'm the person sitting in the audience, why, why, why would I care about this content? And whatever the answer to that is, make that your topic. All right. So um, I'll, let me, I tell you what, well, let me give you just a few examples of some things that have come up in my classes that uh, will kind of give you an example of how people have changed their topics over time. So I had a young lady in class that was recently that was um, in human resources. And one of the things that she had figured out that she wanted her people to use more effectively was what she called behavioral based interviews. It's a specific type of interviewing process that they use. And so the, the very first title that she had when she started to design her presentation about this was why you should use behavioral based interviews. Well, that's great, but it's asking a question versus telling us the reason. So, um, so basically, by the time that you know, after a little bit of coaching, we ended up with a much better title. Now, obviously, it may not be perfect, but it's still a much better one. She ended up with behavioral-based interviews can help you hire the most qualified individuals and avoid hiring fiascos. So basically, by looking at that, the the audience members will go, "Okay, great. Okay, now you're telling me why." Instead of asking me why. You're telling me why now, so you're giving me the answer to that, and that's one of the the one of the things that happens a lot when you're designing your presentations, or that when people design presentations, is that they'll they'll kind of do that that question versus actually telling them the answer to that question. So by reading that, it's like okay, now if I listen to this person for the next ten minutes or fifteen minutes or twenty minutes, that person's going to explain to me how I can avoid making those big mistakes in the hiring process. Okay, well I'll pay attention, right? Um, another one. It was a young lady that uh, did focus groups with, with for um, alcoholic beverage companies, 
And one of the things that she used most often was bartender focus groups. And so that was kind of her specialty, which was a really cool kind of um, genre to be in, I guess. I'm, I guess that's a pretty good, yeah, um, pretty good kind of career to have. But um, she, so her original, uh, her original topic was, you know, uh, to use bartender focus groups. And so all I asked her was why? So why should we use them? And the, what the real trap that you'll fall into uh, when you're designing your presentation is um, a lot of times we'll, when I ask that question the very first time, folks will answer it pretty much in this way. Well, that's what the presentation is going to be about. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why in the presentation. Well, that's not good enough, right? Because the the a lot of times where there is a you, you've only got a few seconds to really capture the attention of your audience. So if you leave them with kind of a mystery about what you're going to cover, there's a good chance that they can tune out at that point. So it's a whole lot better in the very beginning, even in the title, the topic, to tell them why they need to listen and then to give them more detail in the in your bullet points. So so she just altered that just a little bit and came up with a much better title. She said, bartender focus groups can help you identify trends before your competitors do. Now, all of a sudden, wow, if I'm if I'm actually one of these people that could possibly hire her to do a focus group, one of the things that I want is to beat my competitors to the trends. <laughs> Those new trends are very that they're they're what generates revenue for me. They're what's gener they're what generate profit for me. So I want that. So basically, going from you should use bartender focus groups to bar bartender focus groups can help you identify trends before your competitors. There's a big huge difference there now. And now the cool thing is that, is that once we have that topic. Now it's much easier to come up with the bullet points that we need. So what are the things that bartender focus groups will do that will allow me to tap into those trends faster? What is it that now? So basically what I'm saying is that you can, if you're only covering three or four or five bullet points at that point, the bullet points are a whole lot easier to come up with. Whereas if I start with the original more generic, use bartender focus groups, well, why? Well, there might be 20 or 30 different reasons why I could but they're not as focused. So as a result, the, the presentation can, can, you know, kind of um, take on a, a whole different kind of focus. So um, a, a third one, this one was kind of interesting as well. There was a third one that in that, in the same class um, where there was a, a, a guy who, uh, who did um, floor covering um, prep work. Uh, basically what he was, he had um, products that uh, that people that, that put down floor coverings, you know, whether it's wood or vinyl or whatever it is, if they're um, they they it, they can put something underneath that floor in order to make it seal more effectively. And so um, he is, you know, obviously his first presentation was something probably related to how you know you should use my product to help you reduce floor failures. You know, that was the first one, and so. Um, th and that's great, by the way. I mean, that's a, that's that by itself is actually a pretty good, a pretty good to topic. And it's not the kind of thing that you necessarily need to kind of change because it does give them the why. You know, it's telling them what to do and why they should do it. Um, uh, but eventually, though, what he ended up doing though was he he changed his topic to be a little bit more of a teaching kind of topic and then used his product as a reinforcement for that teaching. So the topic that he ended up with was a few minutes of prep work can help you avoid floor co floor covering failures. So basically he was he he gave them some teaching uh, that some of those teaching points that he gave underneath the topic were things that were slightly unrelated to the product that he was selling. 
but it was vital information for them to have a good result. But then he used his product as one of the, or a couple of the, the ways that they could actually make that happen more effectively. So to, to take some of the work out or to take some of the, the potential pitfalls out of the, the process. So basically he's now being seen as the expert and he's being seen as a solution provider for the for the people in the audience. And so so keep that in mind as you're designing your your topics or your title, your, your titles for your topic. Anyway, your title for your presentation, you really want these to be very audience focused. Make it to, to, to kind of put yourself in the shoes of that person that's sitting in the audience and say, OK, if I'm listening to this presentation, what would make me want, what benefit am I going to get from it? What's the benefit to me? What is it that I get out of this presentation? Um, okay, so just one little final um, kind of uh, warning here. Uh, sometimes folks will will kind of see their presentation as being, you know, hey, I'm just giving data. I'm not supposed to draw any conclusion. This is the people that are listening to the presentation. That, that are supposed to draw the conclusion. So going back to that financial that financial presentation I was giving you before, sometimes folks will say, oh, "Well, my whole job is to just give the executives the data, and then the date, and then the executives are the ones that are going to draw a conclusion." Well, if we do that, if we give our presentations that way, it it leaves more to chance as to what the the conclusion is going to be. Right. And so it's a whole lot more effective as a presenter or as a, if you're if you're designing a presentation to use your expertise. If you've been doing this for five years or 10 years or 15 years or 20 years and you have an expertise to use that expertise in order to help influence the the audience a little bit. So that's why if you focus more on the benefit to the audience, it usually it's going to be more valuable to them than just giving a bunch of bullet points or a bunch of data points. Uh, keep in mind also that. When you're delivering a presentation, most people are going to forget your your content pretty quickly unless you're giving examples or stories or, or something like that. So basically, if you if you want to make sure that they remember the content, then give them a reason why they should remember it. And you'll have a much, much, much better presentation. Hey, real quick, um, if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, make sure and do that uh, on iTunes or your Google Play Store or whatever Whatever service that you're using, make sure and subscribe. Also, um, if you're liking the content, if this is something that is very helpful to you, make sure and go in and do a review for us. Make sure and, and kind of do that because it's going to be it, the easier, the more of those reviews that we have, the more positive those reviews are, the more likely we are going to be to have other people be able to kind of find us on, on some of those services. So that's very, very helpful to us if you leave us a really good positive review. So have a great week and may all your presentations be fearless. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.